You're listening to the Entree Spirit Podcast, where everything we talk about is related to entrepreneurship. Yes, entrepreneurship can be a crazy ride, but the good news is we're in this together. I'm Sarah Law, and here's your host and my husband, Matt Law. Well, thank you, my lovely wife. And we want to welcome you to episode five, Permission to Fail, Commitment to Overcome. As entrepreneurs, we all take risk. That's the nature of what we do when we open up businesses. The truth is sometimes things don't work out quite like we plan. Now, through the pandemic, we've seen so many businesses just devastated. And a lot of us are left holding on to all these broken pieces. Well, today we're going to dig into failure and we're going to talk about overcoming. I'm going to tell you ahead of time, this isn't exactly what you're thinking. Permission to fail and a commitment to overcome isn't just for you, the entrepreneur and the boss, but it's for your entire team. Stick around, folks. We got a great show for you today. You could have a job, or you could have a career, or you can have a calling, and the best thing is to have a calling. Joy is the feeling that we have from doing what we are fashioned to do. There is no such thing as failure. Learn from every mistake. I'd write down my priorities in life, and I'd get committed to certain priorities. It's kind of ironic that I'm a dropout because I I read more. I like to learn as as much as anyone I know. People say you you have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. If you don't love it, if you're not having fun doing it, you don't really love it, uh, you're going to give up. All right, everyone, welcome back to episode five, Permission to Fail, Commitment to Overcome. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some statistics as we get started to kind of talk about the risk that people take when they open up a business. And with the pandemic, it's even it's multiplied even more. Mm -hmm. So in April of 2021, a study came out and it identified uh, over 200,000 additional businesses closed during the first year of the pandemic. Now, I imagine it's going to take some time to figure out the total damage of the pandemic on small businesses, but so many companies closed and uh, we've met people that have just really gone through some hard times during the pandemic um, Mm, and just how it's really affected their lives. So you think about this now that may not sound like a lot of businesses, but that's into addition for the companies that start up and fold automatically because they just don't have what it takes. They don't have the capital for a number of reasons. So the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics kind of studies this. And these are the statistics of U.S. businesses that make it or don't make it. So I'm going to read you these statistics. And now remember, with COVID, there was 200,000 additional businesses just in that last year that that folded. So in the first two years of businesses, um, 20% of all new businesses are going to fail in the first two years. So that's one out of five. Now, if uh, a company makes it past the two-year mark, it's it's even more stressful or even more difficult because 45% of new businesses fail in the first five years. So think about this. If you're starting a business, right, you're getting ready to go and you're ready to go, you only have a, a 65% chance that you're going to make it 
over the first five years. There's a 45% chance that you are going to fail. And only 65% of new businesses make it 10 years and only 25% of businesses make it a full 15 years. So those numbers are pretty crazy. They are. They are crazy. So we made it our first business. We made it past the five-year mark. We did. Second business, we almost made it to 15. We were pretty Mm -hmm. close. We were close. We were close. And so we've had two ventures that had staff and people and growing and all of that. And neither one of them made it 15 years. And uh, we'll talk about that as we go. But now when you have COVID and you have you know, these government shutdowns and, and it, it really, really impacted small business. And, and I was reading about some of the, the companies that went, that filed for bankruptcy, um, such as Hertz, the car rental place, JCPenney, Gold's Gym, California Pizza Kitchen, GNC. And there's a lot of companies out there, big major players that filed bankruptcy. Now, right. if these are big companies with, you know, some of them publicly traded, some of them, you know, access to all kinds of capital and and debt. If these are big companies that, you know, filed bankruptcy, what did it do to small businesses, Mm -hmm. you know, in in the economy? Uh, So if you owned anything related to a, like anything related to travel or hospitality, um, these companies just didn't make it. If you were in retail, um, if you had a a gym, uh, if you were in a salon business, or some sort of dance studio or anything really where people congregated together. Right. You know, and there's a lot of, a lot of businesses, a lot of small restaurants. I mean, they really, really struggled during, during that time. Entertainment. Entertainment. Stuff. Yeah. Anything where people would, would kind of gather. Right. And so you take, you know, COVID-19 and something people weren't really expecting to come and you take, the, uh, the challenges of starting a business right away and, and how many of them don't make it out of the gate. Uh, it's been a tough time. And so it's, it's definitely no fun to start a company and fail. We can, we can, you know, no, you never start off no. thinking that it's going to fail. I mean, nobody would start if that was the goal. <laughs> And and our goal is to encourage entrepreneurs. So if we've given you this news and you're like, gosh, with so many businesses failing, you know, why should I even start? Because that's the truth is no one starts a business with the expectation that it would fail. And and we'll speak to uh, closing down a company is no fun. I mean, you have this staff members that you've built relationships with some of them for years and you telling them, hey, we are going out of business. We can't pay you. Uh, there's definitely uh, the financial impact that you feel from the mm. losses of, you know, maybe a job for you, but it, it may also be a, an investment that you put money in if you purchase a company or our capital you put out. And it's painful. Like, it, you know, maybe mean a bankruptcy for yourself or for the company. Um, if you have investors, like we had investors in our uh, second company, that's painful as well because right. you've got this, hey, you guys trusted us. We you know, put money in, we're not making ends meet. And it's, it does take a toll, uh, for sure. And, and I don't wish it on, on anybody. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's tough. So, and, and I think it, it, it plays a bigger psychological and emotional toll on, mm. on people, on our families, you know, would you, you agree? We had some dark days there. Yeah, definitely. Um, nobody wants to go through no struggles, you no. know, you put your heart and soul into something. Yeah. You, 
you just, you want it to win. Yeah. It's kind of like your, your baby that you have birthed and you've put so much effort into and then, you know, it gets beat up and then finally it's, it, you know, it, it doesn't make it. And it's a very, it's a, it's a heavy thing. So why try, you know, try to start a business and, and to, to become an entrepreneur if the risk can be that, that painful and, and why did we spend $3,000 in the last couple of weeks just as the startup of our new business, working on some branding and working on mm-hmm. domains and just some of some infrastructure? Uh, when you've been through pain, you're like, uh, oh, why? Who would want to even start a business? But right. I think it's beautiful is that the reward is so much sweeter than the risk. I would agree with that. The other thing, I think it's important to keep in mind that the more you try and fail, the more you learn. And so the next time you try, you are more calculated and you're wiser. Right. You learn, you learn from your mistakes. And, you sure do. And we're going to get into it. That's why we are, are, are willing to keep going. You I think know? it's also important to point out that, um, there is this thought that if you are an entrepreneur, it's risky, it's, you know, why would you do that? You know, people want to play it safe. These mm-hmm. are words that you'll hear from others. Oh, why would you do that? You know, you, you know they safety. Have, they have a and job. They have a job yeah. and they're, they feel like there's safety in that, but there isn't safety no. in that. Really, there's no safety anywhere in anything. So um, that's, that's really a misnomer. That is a misnomer because we've met people that have had W two jobs that have went through probably harder financial times than we have, right? By losing a job, and um, and and their fate was in their boss's hand, uh, right? You know, where where when you when you are an entrepreneur, you are you are risking, but you're kind of betting on your own ability to kind of defy the odds, right? And and to learn. So and there's no limit. Like right. you can make. I mean. If you have an idea and you put forth the effort and it does win, yeah. you can, there's really no limit to how much you can make. Right. Whereas if you are playing it safe, as they say, yeah. you know, there is a cap. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like our conversation we had uh, last Tuesday. We were, we were driving out to lunch and we were kind of talking about the, the good times outweighing the bad times. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and this is what we kind of landed on is that over the last 20 years that we've been married, um, I would say 18 years of those or 18 seasons, 18, 18 parts of it have been really decent. Like sometimes the business would struggle, right? but we were doing okay. But we were and, doing okay. And it brought us 18 years of really, I would say good times where we had a very flexible schedule. I, I know a lot of, you know, dads and moms, they don't get to spend time together. But right. because we were the entrepreneurs, we had Christmas and Easter together and we, mm-hmm. we had our summer vacations and been able to travel and do some fun things. Flexibility. Yeah. If the kids are sick, if yeah. they have a field trip or doctor's um, appointments, you and, just want to have family time yeah. together today. Today we're picking up one of our daughters early, uh, and she's going to her uh, doctor's appointment for, to get new eyeglasses. So it's like, you think about that, that's flexibility that we have right. because of choosing the entrepreneurial life. Yes. And it, it also has a huge financial impact. I mean, when things are going well and you're winning, 
um, you know, you're paying your, you're able to pay yourself well and right. to make a great income and, you know, get a bonus here and there. And, and you said it just this, there's no limit to what your income could be, you right. know? So you, so maybe you have um, a degree in, in something and, and this is the best job you can get. This is the most you can make. But when you're an entrepreneur, that lid is blown off the roof. Right. Whereas if it's your company, you get paid based on the performance of the company and the profitability of that. And so I, mm-hmm. I love that. We've also made a ton of great friends and, yes. and, and just met a ton of wonderful people. So in the 18 years of good times, yeah. really, there's only been a few years yeah. where they were really bad. Yeah. And where, that's... And really, I mean, really bad is relative because like there was bad news. It was tight financially and things that we wouldn't want to repeat, right. you know, not like not talk about them or people. We just wouldn't want the the situation repeated. Right. Um, and so. But they far outweigh. Right. The, the good really yeah. does outweigh the yeah. bad. And so that's why people are willing to do entrepreneurship, take a risk, maybe have some missteps and get back up and do it again. And right. that's, that's really our passion. And we're, we're going to talk, we're going to encourage you on that today, but the bad years. Yeah, sure. They were bad, but the great years far outweigh the bad. And that's one thing we want to encourage you with. So why don't people take the risk? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there is failure, but what we just shared the good far outweighs the bad. I mean, so multiples, like the amount of money you can make and the places you can go and the people you meet. I like, it's an adventure and it's, it's exciting, Mm -hmm. but so many people won't even start because it's psychological. It's a, it's a fear of failure. It's a fear of putting themselves out there and saying, Hey, I'm going to do this. And, and what if I fail? So it's psychological. We understand that too. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, I think it takes a lot of courage to step out in the first place. Right. And then if you do fail, stepping out again and again is even harder yeah. sometimes, you know? Right. But really, it's it's okay. It's okay. Nobody's sitting there thinking, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it." And they may say it like once, but they're not thinking yeah. about it that much, you know? You got to do what's best for for, for you. you. Mhm. And you only have, we say this all the time, you only have one life to live. Mm -hmm. And so if you're worried about failure and you're just, oh, what if I fail? What if I fail? What are people going to say? You know, so many people sit on the sidelines, you know, and they may even be, they may even be critical of other entrepreneurs, but they secretly, a lot of people wish they had the guts to go to take the risk and, and to go for it. So failure isn't really the issue. What we see so many, we've met so many entrepreneurs and trained hundreds and uh, so many of them had the the gifts, the capacity, the knowledge, but they just were so afraid of failure and they feared it so much that they wouldn't even put all of their effort into mm-hmm. it. It was kind of half-hearted attempt like, Oh, maybe we'll try this little side hustle, this little gig, but they wouldn't put everything into it. And so fear is the problem. And so they never, they never start. Right. And they never give give their all. And, and we can't really talk. We were, today's episode isn't about fear of failure, but there are some ways to mitigate fear when you're starting out so that you can step out. So if you're facing, you know, you want to start a business and you're afraid, or maybe you're thinking about expanding your business and you're afraid, 
there are ways to mitigate that risk where you can risk a little less, maybe start a little smaller, keep your job or keep another revenue source, having some sort of backup plan, maybe having, you know, a spouse that works. There's ways that you can mitigate that. But regardless of what I find is so many people have outs and ways to mitigate risk, but they still won't Mm -hmm. take a risk because they're, they're, uh, they're afraid of a failure. Right. And so we want to say, Hey, failure and overcoming, they go hand in hand. And so what I want to just encourage you right off the bat listeners is like, it's okay if it's not perfect. It's okay if you have setbacks, it's okay. Even if your company fails. I think that's so good. I, I, I think that if we can express anything in this podcast, it's to have a shift in your thinking where it's not the end of the world, even if it doesn't work out. The whole process is that you're getting better. Yeah. And all, you know, failure or the potential of failure even is all part of life. It, it doesn't really define it you. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. And so and many so people So what's are the def- worst that can happen, yeah. really? Yeah. I mean, it not even even what you could come up with could, that would be the worst things that could right. happen. They're not even that bad. Yeah. So. And, and we say that not to minimize no. that, but we've, we say that because we've because walked we've through walked it. Because we've walked through it. So, and, so, and you, yeah. you can survive. A bankruptcy is not something you're like, hey, let's bring let's it on. Let's do that. That's, that's great. But you know, sometimes that law was created for a reason. When, when you take a risk and you've, you know, when you're starting a company and a lot of it is personal debt, like, you know, maybe you have assets you put in, but then it takes debt to keep it afloat. There's a reason why bankruptcy laws exist to uh, to allow Americans and people to take some risk for their dreams. Right. And now, is that ideal? No. no. Heavens no. No. But, but it's, honestly, it's, you will make it. You will make it. And so here's the thing. Let let. We're trying to encourage you, but this may not sound like encouragement, but it is encouragement. Because let me just tell you, if you are starting a business, all right, or you're expanding another one, if you are entrepreneurial and trying to grow, you are going to make a ton of mistakes. Right. Silence on the other end. You are going to fail at some things as you grow. There are going to be bumps in the road that you, you think... You could be the smartest educated person, but there are things that you won't see coming, such mm, as COVID. COVID-19 for so many businesses. Like that's something you can't plan for. Right. You know, what if what if there is a lawsuit from one of your customers that hits you and, and really takes the the finances a major thing? Those are things you can't necessarily see coming. You know, your website gets hacked. There's a lot of things that right. that that happen that that you don't see coming and there's right. going to be obstacles and so many times we have felt like oh my gosh how this this new obstacle is huge mm-hmm. and it's insurmountable we're not we're not going to make it through but somehow or another we find a way to fight through and right. try to overcome that and 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 to make it through some of the issues that you're face, you'll face as entrepreneurs will only just beat up your company. It will knock it down, knock the wind out of you, and they're not fatal, right? No. It's not. Sometimes these things are no fault of your own, right? The fa- things that you're going to face aren't your fault, but sometimes you made a dumb mistake 
And 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 you look back on it, and hindsight's twenty twenty. You say, "Crap, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done that." Mm-hmm. And there's we look back, and there's ideas that we tried, and we're like, "Oh man, that the timing wasn't right for that." Like I right. remember in our 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 mortgage lending business, we were expanding right at the wrong time. I mean, yeah. we were we had a beautiful building, you know, five thousand square feet, lots of room for expansion, great location, and we were going to fill it up and. It was just at the wrong time. Right. And so we, you know, had it been a couple of years before, and you know, it's crazy is Sarah and I talk about this. There's been times as entrepreneurs, we had the opportunity to sell, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to cash in and, and to walk away and we didn't. So think right. about how we, you know, after, and then the company folds, you're like, dang it. If I had just, if I had just done that. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's things that you're going to look back and say, if I had only, all right. And so sometimes those mistakes and those bumps and those obstacles will just maim your business, but sometimes it'll kill them mm. and uh, take it down. And, uh, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be negative more than anything. Uh, I hope it encourages you because as I, as we meet seasoned entrepreneurs, there is a humility. They, I remember a mentor that uh, was a multi multi-millionaire and, um, you know, helped me learn finance and um, former president of a, a, a fortune 500 company. And he says, he says, I gave him my business plan. He says, okay, here you go. Now, now the hard part starts like yeah. now, now go run your business and plan for everything to go wrong is what he, he said that, you know, and, and, and that's, that's the truth. And some people, you know, you want to hear a podcast where everybody talks about, Hey, you're going to just make a ton of money and everything's great. Yes, you can. And it, it is wonderful to do well, but there's bumps in the road. And uh, sometimes it, it takes your company out, but this is what you just said, babe, this is what's beautiful. All those challenges give you the opportunity to get better. Yes. You know, you can learn from the setbacks and um, next time around, you'll be better prepared or more cautious, more humble, more aware and uh and you can learn all right and you're going to grow in humility and in self-awareness and you know our our experiences can teach us a lot you know in life and and just you know you could read every book but there there could be something that you miss you can have the best mentors and there's still things that you can miss like we we are committed to education i love to read and learn about all the industries that that we've worked in I, i i consider myself an expert in all the businesses that we've owned, but there's still things that you can miss, you mm-hmm. know? And so you have to understand that as you face hard times, that's, that's not the end of you though. Right. And we're talking, you know, I want to be clear that there's hard times and your business can survive. So I think that either way you're learning right. and, and you have the opportunity when you face difficulty, even if you're, if, even if the, the issue that you're facing isn't enough to knock your business out. Right. You know, you're still going to face struggles along the way. Right. And instead of facing those struggles with a, Oh, this is so hard mindset. It's okay. Yes, this is hard, but how can this make me better? Right. How can I apply this to shift things around and how can we come out of this more prepared mm-hmm. and stronger than we were before and really looking at obstacles 
differently right. and, and not like, oh, this is, you know, oh, I hate how this is so right. hard. Everything is so hard. I, I imagine that there's, it, depending on the listener, if you are wanting to start a business and you're listening to this, you're like, man, this sucks. This is, I, I, I you know, you talk about the discouraging things of being willing to, to fail and, and face adversity. So if you're new and you have this mindset, it's going to be perfect. You're probably feeling like, well, I'm not listening to Matt. This is discouraged. But if you're a seasoned entrepreneur and you've been in business, even just for a few years, you know, there's challenges that are going to come and you've mm-hmm. got to be mentally tough enough to say, yeah. all right, I'm going to use this as a teaching experience. I'm going to get better. I'm going to overcome it. Even if it, you know, knocks down your business. Right. Like I think about this, like Henry Ford's first couple of companies didn't make it like, no. you know, before Ford Motor Company made it, he had another two other automobile companies that struggled that didn't make it. And so there's a lot of great entrepreneurs like um, uh, Bill Gates had a company called Trafodata, Trafodata. And uh, it was like for measuring the traffic and what he learned in that company prepared him for what he was going to do at Microsoft. There's Mm -hmm. always something that you were going to learn, no matter how bad it might seem, it may be the most valuable lesson, but this is important. Right. When you face a setback or a pain your mindset, you have to have such a strong resolve inside of your heart that yes. you're going to overcome yes. no matter what. And so being okay, not saying you welcome failure, but saying, hey, to expect failure and then expect to overcome, that is the right mindset. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is a mindset. And so when you kind of, you expect adversity and setbacks and you give yourself permission to, to have some bumps in the road. And then when they come, you are ready to beat the odds, to fight tooth and nail right. to win. Then setbacks are a lot less of a big deal because you're right. you're not focused on it being perfect. You're focusing on winning and right. getting knocked down and getting back up. You know, the focus shifts, Matt, mm-hmm. from that failure mentality. That word failure is so oh, yeah. you know, failure. It it really shifts from that being the end of the world to wait, wait a minute, this is an opportunity to learn and to be better. Yeah. To get better. And you're, you're, you're focused on finding a solution. So Mm -hmm. I I think a lot of entrepreneurs that we've met, depending on where they're at in their journey, sometimes they'll try to cover up their, you know, their messes, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's messes in every business. There's messes in every organization. They're, they're struggling and they want to cover them up instead of saying, Hey, we know it's a mess. Let's, let's focus on the solution and getting better and, and overcoming and to have the mindset of just, Hey, we're not worried about perfection. We're not worried about, Hey, we're going to have some messes and uh, you know, things that don't Mm -hmm. work out right. That takes a ton of humility and, and in a leader and to say, Hey, I'm openly admitting that I don't have everything figured out, but I am doing the best I can Mm -hmm. and I'm learning kind of, kind of every day. And so yeah. if you are just starting out, uh, let me encourage you. Entrepreneurship is the greatest adventure. It is so exciting. And, and, and the, the joys that it can bring you are, like I said, amazing. Okay. Right. And yes, there is a risk for pain, yeah. right? But if you don't take the risk, uh, you'll never experience the highs. You're going to kind of live in the middle uh, like not knowing what it's like to have great success or taste right. failure, but it, in my mind and in our mind, mm-hmm. uh, what a great joy to, to take the risk and to see 
you know, something grow and just be so fruitful and profitable and, and fun. And just most people don't know what it's like to wake up every day and be so excited to, to go to work and mm. to work on their creation. You know? Right. So true. So true. So I hope you do take a risk. Now, the next part of our episode, we want to talk about uh, leading others and uh, as entrepreneurs and, and how to handle staff failures and staff setbacks. If you're just starting out and you don't have any staff members, um, or maybe you just have maybe like a couple of, of staff members that don't really lead anything, they just do what you tell them to do. What I'm going to share with you now may not make a whole lot of sense, but if you are more seasoned entrepreneur and you are leading uh, lots of people or you're leading leaders who lead others, what I'm going to share with you hopefully will help you tremendously. So as a business grows, right, there's more demand than there is time. There's more things to do. There's more orders to, to fulfill. You know, there's more customer support tickets to respond to. Uh, there is more to do than there is time. And to keep growing, um, you're going to need help in the form of people to, to get things done. And so you, you're going to want to hire people that are capable, who are intuitive, and they can solve problems. You need people who are passionate about your business and wanting to see it win. Uh, and so we call these people entree spirited leaders. And these are entrepreneurial, entrepreneurially minded people that are part of your team that will come in and own that section. They're like owners of, of your company and they'll own that section of your business to help it grow. So you decide that you want to hire someone that is very, very driven. All right. They check all your boxes in the interview process they're smart, they're capable, and they understand your business. They get what you do. Uh, their mission aligns with your mission. They, they have a great heart. Um, they love their job. And you're excited that they're on your staff. And they're excited to be there with you. And so as you hire this person, and they're entree-spirited, very entrepreneurial-minded, they are going to want to make a difference and they're going to see things that maybe you don't see. And they're going to have this idea that will fix the area that uh, they're in charge of the area that you you've given them, you've hired them to make an impact and to, to lead others. And so you give up control. Maybe it's marketing or maybe you give up, you know, human resources or, or they're an area and they're overseeing this whole growth trend, this department and they present you with their new, bright, shiny idea. And it sounds good on paper. It sounds good when they explain it. It sounds perfect. And here is your entrepreneurially minded, strong leader going out, trying something. And they go out and they try this new idea. And just like in the world of entrepreneurship, um, just like you for the years that you've been an entrepreneur, they try this thing and there's bumps in the road. And there's adversity and there's setbacks and there's things that they didn't see and things that you didn't see when you gave them permission, you know, to try that. And, and they have this mini failure or this right. setback. And so the question is, you, you're an entrepreneur, you're taking risk, you're going out trying to, to do things and, and you make mistakes. Now you've got people on your team that are like you, mm. that are entrepreneurial, that are are wanting to make things better and they go out and they, they have a setback, they have a failure. Mm. So, so, so what do you do? Mm. Do you fire them? All right. You say, that's it. No more new ideas from you, mister. 
And, and so what I want to tell you is that's what the corporate world does. You get, you take a risk and you mess up. All right. And the corp- corporate world fires them uh, without warning. Hey, you messed up. Now, remember, this was the person you wanted on your team. They are, they're sharp. All right. And it, here's what I, I, I'll tell you. The corporate world hires managers to run systems, right? They're just managers and they're not creating systems. They're just managing it. It hires managers to, to handle problems, not to solve them. But you, you hired someone that isn't a manager, that isn't a, a someone that just is going to run a system or manage a problem. You're hiring someone to grow the comp- corporation, grow your company, to, to solve problems, right? To, to create systems. You're not hiring a robot to, to pick up a box and move it five steps and then drop it down as part of a system. You are hiring someone that is like you as that is entree spirited. And here's what I'm going to tell you. If you hire entree spirited people that are like yourself, number one, you've given yourself permission to fail and then overcome. You have to give them permission to try something new. And it's okay if they have a setback or a failure, because we all know that setbacks are part of the journey. And you've had setbacks on your your entree spirited journey, right? And your entree spirited staff, they are going to have setbacks too. Now, I'm going to tell you, this sounds crazy because in the corporate world, like I said, if someone messes up, you know, there's harsh consequences, but you're not going to be like that because you're an entrepreneur and you know what it's like to, to take risk, have some setbacks and then get up, dust yourself off and do it again. If you will give your staff the freedom to try something new, to step out, to make the company better. And even if they, they don't hit it out of the ballpark, maybe there's a couple of setbacks before there's a big win. If you give them permission to fail, you are going to gain a ton of trust and equity as their leader. All right. You, you are, you've given them a chance to step out and they maybe didn't make it. They, they had a setback and you sold them, Hey, Let's keep working on it. Let's keep figuring out. And you are going to gain a ton of trust and respect and equity as the leader, not only of them, but of your other staff, because you're showing that people matter more than anything in Mm. in your corporation. And the thing is, if you have someone that's highly capable, they're very entrepreneurial and they're, they, they made one mistake and, and, you know, whatever it is, here's the thing, you're going to be able to keep them for the long haul because you're giving them a chance to try even if they don't make it perfectly every single time. So you can't keep entree spirited, high capable leaders if you don't give them permission to fail, Mm, you know, it's true. just the way you need to be able to try something and sometimes have setbacks. Your staff also so needs that. And the other thing is if you give people the chance to try and new things, new ideas to make the company better, you're going to build a culture um, where it's people trust each other and you're open to having setbacks. It's okay. We're not focused on our setbacks. We're not focused on our shortcomings. We're focused on getting better. And that's going to unleash creativity in your culture because people are going to be openly sharing their ideas. And it's not about being perfect. Mm. It's about getting better. And so I, I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this, give your staff a chance to, to be creative, especially 
the entree spirited ones, the ones that are really full of the entrepreneurial spirit that you know they can get things done, give them a chance. And then if, if they have some setbacks, let them know that you're committed to helping them overcome and, yeah. and, and to win. And so sometimes you may have someone uh, that works for you and they're gifted as an entrepreneur uh, how can you help them uh, overcome? Maybe you can give them a resource or something that's that they're missing that would allow them to win. Maybe they just they just need a little more time and encouragement uh, to to make it work. And so if if they are the right person, but they're getting the wrong result, you stick with them because they're the right person, and and you help them to to overcome and and to win. And I hope that as you lead others, you realize that that you're an entrepreneur yourself. You you think differently, and um, and and you're highly capable. You can you can get things done. The ultimate uh, person for you to hire, right? And, and and it's not always easy, but is to hire another person that is entrepreneurial, that that can move things kind of like you do. And so, if you are going to lead other entrepreneurs and hire other entrepreneurs, you're going to have to give them permission to fail, all right, yeah. and commitment to overcome, yeah. just just like you have. Yeah, just like you need the same mm-hmm. permission to fail and commitment to overcome. The word is grace, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we're doing the best we can. You know, yeah. we're we're not talking about people with bad attitudes. We're talking about people that are on your team. Yeah. And and you care about and they're the right person and they need grace. And think you about this. You need to give yourself grace sometimes yeah, too. We all we all need grace. Anything else you'd like to add, my dear, before we close out? No. That was good. So we are so thankful for you, our listeners, and it's our mission here at the Entree Spirit Podcast to encourage entrepreneurs. And that's why we are here today. So if you found this episode helpful, uh, we want to ask you if you consider giving us a review and a rating on our podcast wherever you consume this information. It would mean so much to us as it will help us uh, to reach other entrepreneurs and listeners. also want to remind you that we are currently giving away a thousand copies of our new book, The Entree Spirit, The DNA of Self-Starters and People Who Get Things Done. Now we have 700 Kindle redemption codes where if you fill out a form on our website, we will send you over a link so you can download the book onto your Kindle device anywhere in the United States. And we also have 300 newly printed paperback books that we will send them to you for free. The only thing we ask is you pay for our envelope and the postage. So it's important to note that this offer is only valid in the USA. Uh, Unfortunately, Amazon won't allow us to buy books and give them away outside of the US. That's something to do with their laws. And also we can't send over uh, a copy of our book through the mail outside of the USA because of the postage cost for free. So if you're interested in picking up a copy of our free book, just go to entrespirit.com forward slash free. That's entrespirit.com forward slash free. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you have an amazing day. Take care. You've been listening to the Entree Spirit Podcast. Be sure to pick up a copy of our new book, The Entree Spirit, the DNA of self-starters and people who get things done. For behind-the-scenes videos and more free resources, please visit EntreeSpirit.com.